right, why don't we begin our third class. The theme for tonight is waiting on purpose and that concept of hurry up and wait. Like, what are we, we're making preparations for something, but, um, but then we just have to wait. <laughs> um, so we're going to begin by coming to our hands and knees and engage our breath with some cats and cows. So bring your wrists under your shoulders, draw your shoulders down, your shoulder blades back and together. Engage your belly button, so draw in the core just a little bit. The tops of the feet are flat on the mat, knees under hips. With a neutral spine, just begin to breathe deeply and try to bring the breath to the sides and the back and the belly. sustained. Inhale. Exhale. Then begin to move on your breath. Inhaling, reaching the crown and the tail up, pressing the belly towards the mat, and then exhale, rounding the spine, tucking the chin. times cat and cow on your own breath. And on your final one, just head back to child's pose. So sending hips to the heels, Knees can stay close together or come wide on the mat. If your fingertips are pressing into the mat, maybe walk them just a little bit further forward to stretch the back. And we'll pray here in child's pose. Jesus, as you've already come, we are still waiting for your fullness. We await your healing. We await your justice. We await your birth this Christmas once again. Help our hearts to be willing to wait. this time on our mats to slow our bodies and our minds into stillness, that we might notice you and the ways you already have come. Amen. Coming back up to hands and knees, building some heat with spinal balance, so wrists and, sh and shoulders in alignment. We're going to reach the right arm and the left leg. You can keep the left toes on the mat or lift the heel up, flexing the foot, spreading the right fingertips wide. So this is using all of your belly strength to really pull that 
belly button up. Relax your shoulders as you're stretching a little bit farther in opposite directions. Holding for three and two. on the opposite side left arm reaches right leg extends so I like to begin by tucking my toes and pressing the toes into the mat so I know my hip isn't opening out to the right before I lift the heel up off of the mat so stretch really far opposite directions take any sag out of the low back rounding out of your shoulders. And slowly release. Inhale for cow, arching the back, reaching the crown and the tail. Exhale for cat. Maybe once more both ways. Cat, cow. neutral adding some movement so again spinal balance on with the right hand and left heel extended maybe tucking the toes first on the mat and then reaching the heel up on your next exhale round tucking the knee and the elbow together underneath your body inhale extend the elbow to knee underneath of you. Inhale, reach. Exhale, round. Two or three more times, nice and slow. One last extension and then coming back to all fours. Let your head hang down, tucking the chin, kind of a half cat pose here. And then bring it back neutral, crown of the head reaching forward. On your next inhale, extend left fingertips, right heel, belly engaged, holding. And on your next exhale, rounding, bringing elbow to knee. Inhale, reach. Exhale, tuck, round. And reach. Again, two or three more times on your own breath with your own pace. to point my toes as I draw my knee in and extend my toes, flex my foot as I extend it back behind me. Lower back down. Inhale for cow. Exhale for cat. Child's pose. Hips to heels. 
walk the fingertips forward. which is on our forearms, just like downward dog. So we're going to come down to our forearms with our arms parallel to one another in an 11 at the front of our mats, fingertips spread wide. Knees are still under hips, shoulders and um, elbows in alignment. And lift the hips up. Wow, feel the, str the stretch in the backs of your legs. And it's just a bit different. This is always an option in place of downward dog if you're like me and you have wrist problems. I've been doing a lot of these, which I really don't like them, <laughs> but they're really good for us. So walking out the heels, paddling the heels one after the other, feeling the stretch in one leg and then the other. Keeping the shoulders down and away from the ears. That's really hard here. And then rest back into child's pose. We're going to go back and forth a couple of times from child's pose to dolphin. Just to get the hang of it. Working out the backs of the legs. Strengthening the shoulders. child's pose, taking a deep breath into the back of the body. And then coming back to your forearms, elbows under, shoulders, fingertips spread wide. Another option is to interlock your fingers. It, it creates a little bit of a different opening in the shoulders and is sometimes easier, um, a little bit less of a strain on the shoulders. So tucking the toes, lifting, the hips up, sending the heels toward the mat. They'll be even farther from the mat than our traditional downward dog here. I like to walk, bend my knee, walking my, my dog, or I guess I'm walking my dolphin, if that's a thing. <laughs> dolphin, so rooting your fingertips into the mat, the full length of the forearms and the, the elbows, or interlocking your fingers, sending the hips high, heels extending toward the mat. Heels. The front of the head is the last to lift. 
the arms up. Inhale, gently press the palms together. Exhale, the arms down. Reaching toward the mat. Inhale, sweep up. Drawing shoulders down and away from the ears as the fingertips reach towards the sky. Exhale, we're going to reach right fingertips towards the right side of the mat, left fingertips overhead, taking a stretch in the left side of the body. You can take a gentle bend in the right elbow or keep it straight. You can walk it out. It doesn't have to be in any place in particular. Just keep the shoulder away from the ear. Shoulders stacked, not rounding or dumping forward. Inhale up. And exhale to the left. So whatever roots into the mat, especially if it's your palms, spreading the fingertips wide, keeping those limbs there with intention. Reach the right arm far overhead. Inhale. Arms overhead, exhale the arms down. Then come up to standing on the knees open the heart. If you have knee problems, uh, you can roll up your mat and cushion your knees a little bit. So camel pose here. We're going to align our shoulders, hips, and knees. Taking a breath to make sure everything is in alignment. Fingertips extending down. And you can take full camel right away if that's where you want to begin, or you can take fists to your low back and press your hips forward, draw the shoulders and the elbows back, and begin to look up. Gaze is the last thing of importance, so you don't have to look up, only if it's okay on your neck. So you're using your quadriceps, your hamstrings to hold you. Turn 
tuck the toes, and then lift the hips using core strength, sending the heels in the direction of the mat, and then if you'd like to build a little more heat, you can hinge forward, step back just about six inches with both feet and come into dolphin plank with shoulders and elbows in alignment, toes tucked or knees on the mat. Fingertips spread wide or fingers interlocked. And I hate dolphin plank more than I hate regular plank. So it's a good workout. Then walk the feet in and take dolphin, sending the hips back high. And you can take some alternative poses here or just on your knees in child's pose or tabletop, then walk the feet back and come into dolphin plank again. So belly engaged, elbows and shoulders in alignment, holding for three, two, and one, send the hips to the mat. This time we'll come into Sphinx Pose, so untuck the toes, keeping the shoulders and the elbows in alignment, fingertips spread wide, and use your fingertips and your forearms to draw your heart forward, reaching the crown of the head up, feeling the arching in the low back. begin to walk our knees in as we lift our hips and come into child's pose. Maybe a different variation than you traditionally take. So I'm going to take my knees together and let my arms rest back by my feet. My 
arms along the sides of my legs, forehead on the mat. squat at the back of our mat. So I'm going to tuck my toes, walk my feet wide, keep my hips low between my knees. If you need to straighten the legs and come back into that squat, starting with some deep hip opening. You can take a little sway from left to right as you begin to press the hips open elbows coming to the insides of the knees. So this should be, a, there should be an elongation of the spine here. So it's easy to round forward. So try to take the crown of the head forward. And if you have a block and you'd like to take this as a resting pose, it's really nice to take yogi squat in um, on, well, sit in, sitting on a block. attention to where I am. 
how I'm feeling, how my body is doing, where I've been holding tension. Reach for the ground, sending the hips high, pointing the toes back forward. Maybe heel-toeing your feet to hips width apart or bringing the big toes to touch. Forward fold, hang down. Reaching in the direction of belly towards thighs. So maybe you hug the backs of your legs. Imagine there's a weight hanging from the crown of the head. And sink a little deeper on every exhale. fingertips long. Make sure there's not any gripping in your toes. And imagine someone is gently pulling your head up to extend the neck. And someone's gently pulling your shoulders down. Inhale, sweep the arms up. Exhale, twist to the right, just like we did on our knees. So palms extended in opposite directions, palms towards the ground, hips still shining forward. On your next inhale, shoulders forward, palms overhead. Exhale, twist to the left. Try to keep those hips forward, shoulders opening. Inhale, sweep the arms up. Exhale, twist. Inhale, reach. Shoulders forward. And exhale, twist. Inhale, reach. Shoulders neutral. Exhale, swan dive. Forward fold. Reach towards the ground. Maybe you grab the backs of the legs or your big toes. Right 
knee or right hip out to the side. So root down into your left foot. You can kickstand the right toes and rest that heel inside the calf, the, the ankle of the left leg, or you can bring the sole of the foot to the inside of the calf, or use your hands to draw that foot to the inside of your left thigh. Hips still shining forward, right knee is open, shoulders forward. Your hands can just be resting, they can come to your heart. You can use a chair or a wall, or you can reach your arms overhead. So pick a non-moving spot, fix your gaze there. And if you fall out of it, just come back into the pose. So this even takes um, some glute and core strength. We're pressing our hips forward, actually, to keep us here, engaging the core muscles. last time. 
time sweeping up to stand. Bring the hands to the heart this time. We're going to come into our yogi squat again, this time from standing. So bring your toes to the edges of your mat, toes pointed out, heels in. Hands can come to the heart and begin to sink the hips in between the knees, opening the knees wide. And again, you can use a block underneath the hips or you can keep the hips level with the knees if it's too deep. Or just not the kind of stretch you're looking for right now. So keep your toes loose here, rooted into the heels. We're gonna take a twist if you'd like. You can plant the right fingertips on the ground off to the right and left arm sweeps open. You can stay there, or you could even sweep the left arm behind you, reach for your back. If you are into binds, you can take your right hand around the, the knee and bind there as an option, or you could take a strap with the left hand and use a strap to aid in the bind. If you're bound a little bit, open the left arm up towards the sky and unwind. Come back to a elongated squat. Left arm down, right arm open. If you'd just like to take alternative twists here on your on your mat or in a simple seated position. If you want to take the bind, you can reach the right arm behind you. out in front of you, soles of the feet to the mat, pull the flesh away from the sits bones, and use your hands underneath the knees to slowly hold you and round down for bridge pose, heels under knees, press the palms into the mat, or you can open the palms and open the shoulders, press the hips up. Pressing up and down. 
bridge pose because it forces me to to be able to see whether or not I'm breathing into my belly using my diaphragm and not just my ribs. I get a good look at how much my belly is inflating. Extend the legs out long into a final resting pose. So you can take Shavasana here. You can keep soles of the feet on the mat if you have low back problems. Or you can even take child's pose. So if you are taking Shavasana, let the feet flop open. Relax the fingertips. Close the eyes. Let the weight your body just sink into the ground beneath you. Ruth Haley Barton says, Advent invites us into an entirely different experience with waiting. During the season of anticipation and longing for the coming of Christ, we can actually choose to hurry up and wait. Rather than allowing our waiting to be entirely governed by external forces, we can actually create times of stillness for watching and praying and waiting on God in the places that feel empty and dark and devoid of meaning. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Thank you. 
slowly beginning to wiggle your toes and your fingers, drawing your awareness back to your breath, gently rolling up to seated, maybe rolling off to one side. Jesus, we thank you for this invitation to wait on you. Help us to be still at least a few moments of each day to find your goodness and love once again. In Jesus' name.